to the Wild Wisdom Podcast with Dr. Patricia Mills. I'm Dr. Patricia. This podcast is for people who want to transform their health, restore their hormones, and reconnect to their body's natural wisdom. Hi, I'm Dr. Patricia. I'm a Canadian medical doctor, published author, internationally recognized researcher, and passionate advocate for your health. Here, we'll explore the intersection between ancient wisdom and cutting-edge science, distilling the essence of true health into practical steps you can take. Wild wisdom is instinctive knowledge in action. Thanks for making this part of your day. If you or somebody you love is suffering from endometriosis, you're going to be so happy to hear that there are supplements proven by science to help reduce the pain and size of endometriosis lesions in human studies. So stay tuned. This is the Wild Wisdom Show, and I'm Dr. Patricia Mills. I'm a medical doctor with a different spin on women's health. I'm a specialist in physical medicine rehabilitation, also practicing functional medicine, which is root cause medicine, and I love providing root cause solutions for your health concerns. Today, we're going to be talking about supplements proven by science to help treat endometriosis. And I'm going to be relying heavily on this incredible study that was recently published in 2022. And it's a review of multiple studies done by researchers around the world looking at the effects of supplements on endometriosis. And I really like this review because it's a fantastic summary of what's out there and we can really lean heavily uh, on it. I looked at the quality of the review. It's a great quality study. So let's dive right in because you're going to be amazed at how these supplements can actually work in endometriosis. And what you have to understand about the role of supplements in endometriosis is that you could use them on your own. Uh, You could use them in combination with medications, and you could use them in combination with surgery. Uh, And the thing about surgery, which is interesting, is that surgery is usually reserved for very large, severe cases of endometriosis, where either the lesions are so large and painful and medications haven't worked or other strategies haven't worked, or maybe the lesions are blocking things like your bowels, or your um, kidneys, so it's affecting kidney function, it's affecting bowel function, it's causing pain with intercourse. Uh, And in those cases, what is interesting in the research is that a lot of the endometriosis comes back after you have the surgery. It's the, unfortunately, it's a high recurrence rate. So if you can do anything to improve the chances that you will have uh, less recurrence with surgery, then using things like supplements and the endometriosis diet, which I talked about in the last Wild Wisdom show, can be so helpful to uh, improve the outcomes of your surgery or you know, reduce the need for medications, maybe eliminate the need for medications for how long you use them and the dosing. So stay tuned because this can be incredibly empowering information. And again, If you haven't yet done so, I encourage you to watch last week's episode where I covered the endometriosis diet. You can catch that on YouTube in the endometriosis playlist. And I look forward to seeing you there. Put your comments in. And I always like answering questions that come up. And if you're joining me live through my Facebook group, Wild Wisdom for Women with Dr. Patricia Mills, please put in your questions in the comments, put in your name, where you're calling in from. I'd love to give you a personal hi. 
and try to do it in advance of the end. I'll give you a warning towards the end because there is a delay for when you put in your questions and when I see them, and I want to make sure I don't miss your questions. So let's dive right in. And what I noticed when I reviewed this research article is that you can generally categorize different uh, nutrients that you can find in supplements into three different categories. One are nutrients that have been found in research to be low in women with endometriosis compared to women without endometriosis. So it's not necessarily that they've given these supplements to these women and they've improved. It's more that when they do things like blood work, for whatever reason, women with endometriosis are lower in these nutrients. And we're going to be covering which nutrients these are. And if you've developed a deficiency in nutrients despite your diet, then your two options are either to adjust your diet to get more of these nutrients in your diet or to supplement or both. Maybe initially you do both to really top that up. There are many reasons why people develop deficiencies. It can be despite a good diet, uh, that can be due to problems with your gut health, where, you know, if you're developing issues with your gut lining, like leaky gut or digestive, um, you know, problems with digestion, that can cause a decrease in absorption of nutrients. Um, and also there are, you know, concerns with the quality of our foods and the soil quality, and maybe nutrients are going down. And these nutrients happen to be higher in organically farmed vegetables, for example, than in conventionally farmed vegetables where pesticides are sprayed. And that's thought to be due to the effects of the pesticides on the soil quality. So for some people, um, you know, doing a period of supplementation may be helpful. The other uh, category is to reduce endometriosis pain, and you will be amazed at how some of these actually can be quite effective, these supplements which we will cover. And the third one is to reduce endometriosis size. Now, if you're watching and you're thinking you have to take notes, you certainly can. However, you can always watch this replay. And also, I've put in the description uh, how you can access a list free list, free access to a list of these supplements in my full script uh, platform where you register for free, you go into the endometriosis protocol, I put the direct link in there, and then you can look at the list and you can choose to buy through full script or just use it as a shopping list for you to be able to access this full list of supplements. So I've done that work for you. I've looked at, I've tried to find ones that are high quality without unwanted, you know, ingredients that you don't want to have in your supplements that can actually cause leaky gut and cause problems with your gut health and digestion. So uh, rest, rest assured, I've done that work for you. So hopefully that will be of help to you. So let's dive right in. Category one, nutrient deficiencies in endometriosis. And this comes from various different studies, and it really shows up, you know, researchers will often focus on some specific nutrients that they suspect are going to be low in endometriosis. So this is not a complete list. There may be more nutrients that are low, but these are the ones that have been shown to be significantly lower in women with endometriosis compared to women without. And the question is, you know, did the deficiency develop and then the endometriosis happened, you know, worsened by these deficiencies? Or is the endometriosis causing these deficiencies? We don't know. But what we do know is that these nutrients are important for health. So whether they were being depleted before or after the endometriosis happening, it's worth considering replenishing them. Now, these are vitamin D, 
zinc, which is a mineral, omega-3, which is the kind of oils you find in fish like EPA and DHA. You can find these oils in algae. And uh, plants have the omega-3 ALA and about 5 to 10, sometimes 15% of the ALA can be converted into EPA and DHA. So it is harder to get these omega-3s if you are uh, vegan or if you're vegetarian not eating fish. Uh, you have to be much more intentional about it. And please watch the last episode where I covered in depth how to get these sources from your foods if you are having um, a primarily vegetarian or vegan diet with no fish. The other nutrient is vitamin E and B vitamins. So when they look at women with endometriosis compared to without, these nutrients are lower in these women. And what you have to understand is that these are not things that your family doctor will be able to test on blood work. These are tests that have been done in laboratories doing research. So yes, vitamin D can be tested, but it's often not um, like a routine test done in women, uh, especially younger women, women who are menstruating, women who are going through menopause, unless you have osteoporosis or unless you're being treated by a holistic medical doctor, functional medicine doctor, naturopathic doctor, and you're willing to pay out of pocket because some countries will not cover this as a, you know, as a screening tool, this may not come up on your regular blood work. Same thing with zinc. So testing things like serum zinc, uh, omega-3 blood levels are commonly not tested routinely. For example, I work in Canada. This is not uh, covered by the government as routine testing, nor is vitamin E and B vitamin levels. So um, supplementing with these is fairly safe as long as you stick to the recommended dosing on the um, labels that come on these supplements. And as long as you choose quality supplements, and I'm not brand loyal, I'm ingredient list loyal. And I can say that certain brands will have great supplements and then not so great supplements. So I can't recommend one brand to go to, which is why uh, I created this um, you know, account on Fullscript so I can go in, look at all of their catalog and be very picky about the quality and matching that with affordability. So I hope that helps you. Um, so these are the nutrients that have been shown to be low, and that might be something you might want to consider is for a short period of time supplementing with these nutrients. Now, vitamin E, for example, you want to get the kind that has all eight different kinds of vitamin E, not just one, the D-alpha tocopherol in a cheap vitamin E supplement. That's what you're going to find. So again, making sure that you get good quality vitamins is so key because Actually, vitamin E is controversial because if you just supplement with that one vitamin E, it's very unbalanced and it can actually cause problems with your health. That's why there's controversy in the research of vitamin E. But a full spectrum, eight forms of vitamin E can be very helpful. Um, and you might want to supplement, for example, for a few months or until your endometriosis feels better. You can stop taking them after a while, see how you feel. If it gets worse again, go back on. You know, these are. That's the art of the science is that um, we don't have specific guidelines, but we do know that women with endometriosis are deficient in this, generally speaking. So the second category are nutrients that reduce endometriosis pain. Now, this pain can happen at rest, like a chronic pelvic pain. It can happen with menstruation. So when you're menstruating, it gets worse. It can happen with intercourse, so with intimacy and penetration. 
Um, and some people it can happen with bowel movements. It can happen with peeing. So it can be, and it can be significantly disruptive to people's lives. I mean, um, anyways, I, I can't, my heart goes out to you if you're experiencing endometriosis related pain. So you're going to like to hear this in that there was a really good quality study done where they took adolescents with endometriosis pain. So endometriosis can happen at any age. It tends to get better with menopause, but it can still continue beyond menopause. So in this study, they took adolescents. However, I, I don't see why you could do this at any age. And they supplemented these individuals with fish oil. So omega-3s, which again have that EPA and DHA. And the dosing can vary. Uh, you know, in the research, they say anywhere between one uh, gram per day up to three grams per day. For other health benefits, some people even go up to four grams. But a pretty safe dose would be around 1.5 grams a day. And that, I mean, it's amazing. It reduced pain scores by 50%. Now, what's amazing about that is that endometriosis is um, a more resistant pain to anti-inflammatories. So, you know, if you have, um, you know, menstrual cycle pain with a little bit of pain that comes with a few days of your menstrual cycle and then it goes away, that tends to improve with anti-inflammatories. Endometriosis is a more severe pain usually, and uh, it either doesn't work, respond as well to anti-inflammatories. Or you may have to take really high doses. And the thing with anti-inflammatories is the research is showing that it damages gut health. It actually causes scarring and bleeding in the lining of the gut. Even a dose can do it. So, you know, anything you can do to avoid the use of anti-inflammatories or minimize the use of anti-inflammatories is really worth pursuing. And so, again, the quality matters. There are some fish oil supplements out there that have quality control issues. And if you uh, have a rancid fish oil, that's no good, right? It can actually cause other health issues. So uh, again, referring back to that full script, um, you know, or if you have already uh, someone who's helping you out, like a naturopath or a functional medicine doctor, holistic doctor, they may have some that they prefer. So just make sure you get a good quality kind. Buying supplements at your local bulk, bulk store, um, you know, like Costco and those kinds of places. Uh, I go in there every now and then. And I just check to see the quality of their supplements. And as of yet, I'm not too impressed. Not to say that that can't improve in the future, but generally speaking, you do have to pay for quality, but you don't have to pay too much. I find that some people also overcharge. Some companies do overcharge. Again, it's finding that balance between quality and quant and um, uh, quality and affordability. And again, I've done that work for you. So I hope you find that helpful. The other incredible uh, research was showing that if you take a combination of, and I'll explain to you what these supplements are, but I'm just going to say them first to get them all out there at once, is N-acetylcysteine, also known as NAC, N-A-C, bromelain, and alpha-lipoic acid. And taking those three together significantly reduced endometriosis pain in women with endometriosis, okay? And what you have to understand is that these are medicinal supplements to a certain extent. In uh, what I was working as a um, doctor on a spinal cord injury ward, and I was the, you know, the specialist on the ward taking care of these patients. And one of the supplements that we would use actually to treat inflammation, especially in the lungs, 
causing problems with like too much fluid and stickiness of the fluid and that kind of stuff was N-acetylcysteine. So we would actually prescribe that. Um, so these things can be very powerful. And uh, so N-acetylcysteine, the reason it works so well is because it's an amino acid. It's, uh, you know, you find it in protein. Um, and sometimes it can be hard to get enough of that if you have inflammation happening in the body. And endometriosis has a lot of inflammation uh, from that excess estrogen that's being made within the tissues of the endometriosis. And again, if you are seeing this for the first time and you haven't seen my previous talks on endometriosis, two episodes ago, I went into what is it and what is causing that increased estrogen and so you, I think you'll find that pretty fascinating. Again, it's in that endometriosis playlist on YouTube uh, at dr.patriciamills. And what you want to know is that NAC, NAC, is used by the body to make glutathione, which is this incredibly potent uh, molecule that basically puts out the fires in our body, puts out the inflammation in our body. It's like damage reducing. It's an antioxidant. It's actually one of the strongest, most powerful antioxidants that our body makes. So ensuring that you have enough um, nutrients to make glutathione is key, and, and NAC is one of these nutrients. Bromelain is interesting because it's, it's uh, found in pineapple stems, and it's a powerful digest, uh, digestive enzyme. It breaks down um, you know, if you eat fats and proteins and carbohydrates, you need these enzymes, digestive enzymes to break them down. And somehow they discovered that when people were taking bromelain and they had other pain issues from inflammation like osteoarthritis and lower back pain, their pain levels were improving. So they discovered that uh, bromelain can be a very potent anti-inflammatory medication that reduces pain. And so it is used uh, after, it can be used actually safely after surgery, after injury, uh, with osteoarthritis and other inflammatory pain conditions like endometriosis. So it's a great one to have in your toolbox in terms of something to use. And alpha lipoic acid is also a nutrient uh, that has been shown to have significant antioxidant uh, abilities in terms of fighting inflammation in the body. So these are natural anti-inflammatories that have been isolated from nature, concentrated in more medicinal doses. You would not find this in um, a, even a whole foods diet. You just wouldn't get the doses recommended. And again, the doses are the, similar to the doses that are recommended on most uh, supplement labels. So you can stick to that recommended dosing. Uh, and it seems like when you use these three together, there's some kind of synergistic effect. They're very powerful when used together. That's really wonderful to know. And again, if you have any questions, I see I do have some viewers. Welcome, ladies. And I, I, I look forward to hearing your questions. If whatever I say is not clear enough, definitely feel free to ask. Okay. The other study on this was that regular use of alpha lipoic acid. So not just using it when you have pain, but using it more consistently, like most days, um, it reduced the endometriosis pain and specifically pain with intercourse, pain with menstruation, that chronic pelvic pain. And it also was found in this research to improve quality of life associated with endometriosis because endometriosis decreases quality of life due to the pain, due to infertility, all the hormonal imbalances. And it also improved uh, sexual function measures, so on questionnaires. 
So that's a really great, again, tool in your toolbox. Uh, if you are on any medications already, I would highly recommend before you start any supplements to, um, you know, take a list of the supplements that you're thinking of starting and go, uh, you know, make an appointment with your pharmacist. You can call in and make an appointment or show up and have them uh, check any interactions between supplements and your medications. And I highly recommend you do that because it really depends on if you're on medications or not. And because these are more medicinal doses, like therapeutic doses, again, not what you would find in whole foods alone. Uh, they can potentially have interaction. So that's just uh, an added tip for you. Another interesting study was uh, the use of vitamin E and vitamin C together. So vitamin E and vitamin C are also antioxidants, uh, very, very powerful antioxidants in the body. So again, what is an antioxidant? Um, when the body is doing things like burning um, you know, sugar for fuel, uh, it's detoxifying the body, it's doing its usual business. There's a lot of what you can say garbage created. Like if you're cooking in the kitchen, you create a lot of garbage, right? Same thing in the body. And antioxidants are like the cleaner uppers of, the, of that garbage. And so when your body is in a state of needing to do a lot of detoxification or deal with inflammation, you know, deal with excess estrogen from things like endometriosis, it can have a, an increased need for antioxidants. And that could be where the pain comes from is that it, your body is lacking that. Um, so antioxidants seem to help with that and they can uh, reduce inflammation directly as well. That inflammation results in pain. It's like a low burning fire. If you have a low burning fire in your body, that can be experiences pain. So they, there's many reasons why these could be helpful. Uh, and this is what they find is that the combination of vitamin E and vitamin C helped chronic pelvic pain, pain with intercourse and with menstruation. And actually, when they measured the blood work on these women, the inflammation blood work, like the markers that we measured to see is there high or low inflammation, they improved. So they actually was like an uh, objective, like, yes, for sure, inflammation is going down in the body with these supplements. So that's really cool. Now I'm going to get into category three, which is fascinating, where supplements shown to decrease the size of the endometriosis because, you know, if you have a small amount of endometriosis versus a large amount of endometriosis, that could be important in how you experience it. Before I do that, I see that there's a few comments here from the um, people joining me live. One question is, what are the dosages for each of the three? What I found is that the dosages uh, in the studies are similar to the ones that are recommended uh, in, on the supplement bottles. So for example, vitamin C is recommended to be, you know, maximum two grams a day. So no more than one gram twice a day, usually 500 milligrams twice a day. So again, what I recommend is uh, rather than trying to memorize all these doses, go into that full script link and check out the ones I recommend. They've got the, the dosages on the supplements or just check out the supplements themselves and you will see that they're recommended dosages. And for safety, if you're going to be doing this on your own, it's good to uh, stick to those recommended dosages. If you're working with a naturopathic doctor or a functional medicine doctor, they may feel more comfortable putting you on higher doses as long as you're being monitored by them, right? So don't go into heroic doses without someone on your team who can help you monitor for any side effects or any issues. Stick to the, the doses that are recommended on the labels 
of these um, of these supplement bottles. All right. So great question. Thank you so much because that needed to be clarified. I appreciate that. So what are the supplements that reduce the size of endometriosis? And again, the way that they measured this is through surgery. So the researchers did uh, what's called a laparoscopy where they put they put little holes in the belly and they stick a camera into the belly and they look around inside, you know, like look at the uterus, look at the ovaries, look at the lining of the of the abdominal cavity, um, look at the, the colon, you know, and they see the endometriosis, you know, the size of it. And then they do the supplementation. They take out the cameras, right? They close everything up. They do the supplementation. They go back in again with surgery and look. So these are pretty, you know, big studies, right? They're they're actually measuring the size. Um, and what they found again is that the uh, NAC, the N-acetylcysteine (NAC) supplementation in women reduced endometrioma size, endometriosis size. Now, this is important, particularly if the endometriosis is blocking things and causing issues with infertility, with pooping, with peeing, that kind of stuff. Interestingly, the pain from endometriosis doesn't seem to be as associated with size. It seems to be more associated with inflammation. So you can have a small amount of endometriosis that is very inflamed and causing a lot of pain. Or you could have a lots of endometriosis that is not as inflamed and the pain levels are lower. So that's just interesting for you to know. And again, another study looked at a combined supplementation protocol, and that with this time was with vitamin E, vitamin C, and selenium and zinc, which are minerals, also very healthy for to support the immune system and different various functions in the body. And they decreased the size and pain. So what they called, they called it the intensity of the disease. Um, and so that was very interesting to see that they were trying to hit it from many different angles. And they found that this supplementation really worked to decrease the size and pain, the severity of the disease in women with endometriosis. Uh, the next two molecules that I'm going to focus on, they were found to be effective in what we call test tubes with human cells and an animal study. And the reason I'm bringing them up is because the results were kind of incredible. And the molecules themselves are extremely safe to take, very easy to purchase. Um, and they've been found to be really health, helpful for other health conditions. So it's kind of like a why not? You know, it's, you know, the, the risk benefit ratio seems to be in favor of low risk, high benefit. And rather than waiting for the research on humans to come out, perhaps this is something that you'd want to consider. So Chrysin, uh, is a molecule that is found in honey, in propolis, which is also related to um, bees, like the, these are things that bees produce, and in other plants, so plant extracts. And when they isolate the chrysin from the honey, and they take uh, human endometriosis cells, and they grow them in a test tube, and then they add the chrysin, it, the chrysin actually caused the endometriosis cells to die. So it caused them to reduce in size through cell death. And chrysin does not do that to healthy cells. So it seemed to be selective for endometriosis cells. So that's cool, right? Um, that could look, you could say, well, why don't I just have honey? Well, usually in these studies, the doses are higher than what you would find. Um, and if you do have honey, you remember it is a, a really great sweetener and you want to keep it to low doses. So maybe like half a teaspoon or a teaspoon a day. Above that, you get into problems with too much sugar. 
which can cause its own hormonal imbalance. And so sometimes supplementation gets you to focus on a specific molecule without the added uh, passengers that can come with it in whole foods. And the animal study uh, was also, which was very interesting, was uh, studying what's called EGCG, which is a molecule found in green tea. And it's the molecule that they suspect, uh, in addition to many other molecules, but it's one that's been really studied, that helps in various hormonal imbalance conditions. It's, it's been used um, with breast cancer, endometrial cancer, ovarian cancer, and um, many of these cancers and fibroids, what they have in common with endometriosis is this local increase in production of estrogen, where for some reason, these tissues start taking testosterone and converting it into estrogen, where it shouldn't, that should not be happening. So you have excess, too much estrogen in these tissues. So anything, again, the endometriosis diet I covered uh, to decrease the uh, production of estrogen uh, is very, can be very powerful. We're going to be covering more lifestyle-related issues for this um, because inflammation is one of the things that can drive this testosterone to estrogen production. So these supplements that we've been covering lower inflammation. So one of the potential benefits is that you get less of that local estrogen overproduction. So um, ECGC was found to, in animals that were that have endometriosis, cause also cell death of the endometriosis cells and not of healthy cells. So it reduced endometriosis size with due to that effect. So I thought that was cool because I have, uh, you know, uh, ECG, EGCG can also be used for fibroids and breast cancer. So it seems to be like a generally healthy option. To have the dosage of EGCG in green tea, we'd need to drink something like 20 cups of green tea a day. So in these cases where you already have a condition, then you're looking at supplementation. And again, using the recommended doses on the bottle, uh, when you buy that supplement, uh, unless you're working with a practitioner who can guide you if higher doses might be useful. So I'm going to summarize the supplements for you. Um, and what I want to really, um, you know, hammer home, the take home message is that these are supplements that have been researched in good quality studies. Um, and they have very low risks and very high benefits. So medications for uh, endometriosis, they, they have higher risk, they have higher side effect profiles. So you have a risk of swelling, a risk of weight gain, a risk of mood, you know, fluctuations in your mood as a side effect of these medications, which are hormone therapies, um, aromatase inhibitors, you know, there's different categories of medications. Um, and when you combine supplements with these medications, you could potentially lower the dose of these medications. So they have less side effects. Maybe you avoid the, the use of them. And again, uh, a lot of these researchers talked about using these supplements in combination with surgery. So to summarize, we're talking about vitamin D, zinc, omega-3s, N-acetylcysteine or NAC, bromelain, alpha-lipoic acid, vitamin E, vitamin C, uh, selenium, uh, propolis or chrysin, and EGCG from green tea. So uh, if I had endometriosis, how would I take this information? Personally, I would um, do the endometriosis diet to see if I can reduce um, the root causes of the endometriosis that may have been caused by the way I was eating. So some endometriosis could be caused by diet and some endometriosis is not caused by diet, but could be improved by diet. And again, I only cover dietary changes that have been proven 
in research to improve endometriosis. Then I would take these supplements. And as far as I know, there's no interaction between these supplements as in, um, you know, the, the um, vitamin D will not negatively interact with the zinc or the vitamin C or the vitamin E. You can take these together. And I'm a bit of a brave person with my health. When I had uh, fibroids and uh, hormone imbalances, there were times when I was on a lot of supplements. And I stayed on these supplements until I started seeing shifts in my health in a positive direction. And then when I got to where I wanted to be, I I slowly started coming off of the supplements and seeing how my body responded to that. Some I went back on again, depending, you know, so it's, it's a bit, again, of an experimentation. If you're feeling like you need support, you know, look for a functional medicine doctor, naturopathic doctor, or a holistic integrative doctor to lead you. Uh, again, you, um, these supplements do not need to be prescribed, but if you are taking them and you're on medications, check with your pharmacist because they will run, um, they will check for you. That's their job. And uh, they're very good at it. Um, and then, or maybe you're like, you know what, I would like to start with one or two supplements, see how I do. These supplements take a little while to start working. It can take some of them even two months, um, especially with the inflammation. So you have to be patient and you have to be consistent. And if they're not working after about three months, I would say then that they're not going to be the solution for you. So that's a good time frame with supplements. To get a sense, is it heading in the right direction? It may not be the everything you've been hoping for by three months, but it should be improving by that time frame. So again, if you have any questions, now is the time to start putting it in. And what we're going to be covering at the next show is the links between toxins and endometriosis. And not in a way to scare you, but in a way to empower you, as in I will be giving you solutions into how to address um, some toxins that have been linked to endometriosis and what you can do to decrease them. Because the thing with endometriosis and with most health conditions is it's not, it's not one thing you're going to do, right? It's usually a combination. It's usually diet plus supplements plus supporting natural detoxification, you know, gut health, stress response, all of these things. And when you get better, because most people do get better when they try a combination of these things, whether or not it completely reverses is unknown, but there is improvement. You will never be able to look back and say, oh, it was this one thing that I did. You would say, this, these are all the things I did and I got better. And you know what? That's okay because it wasn't one thing that happened to you to get endometriosis. Just like, you know, uh, genetics is strongly tied to it, but it's not, um, if you have the genetics for endometriosis, you don't necessarily get it unless you have other triggers. So the genetics loads the gun and the environment, such as eating, stress, gut health, toxins, pulls the trigger. So you need to address all of the potential root causes to get the best outcome with this condition. So I hope that you found this super helpful. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe, save, share, and be sure to check out that Fullscript link. Again, it's a free registration. Uh, You don't have to purchase through Fullscript, but if you do, you get 10% off. It's free shipping over $150 purchases. I get a small commission. It's win-win. Or you can just use that as a shopping list. Go into your local health food store and show them the list and ask them to help you, um, you know, purchase these supplements. Be sure to look at the ingredient list, though, because um, even at the best health food store, there are some supplements that have questionable ingredients. Uh, So try to stick to that high quality and use the ingredient list uh, of the ones I chose as a general guideline as to what you're looking for. 
So I do see that I have a comment uh, from a viewer and saying, thank you for all of the important information. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. Thank you for joining me today, The Wild Wisdom Show. I look forward to seeing you next time. Have a great evening, dear night, depending on when you catch this. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast, Wild Wisdom with Dr. Patricia Mills. If you like this podcast, please take the time to like and subscribe. And please feel free to leave any comments and look below for the contact information if you want to connect with me directly. Thank you. And I hope you have a wonderful day, evening or night. Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for a professional care doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided with the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for help in your journey, it is important that you seek out a qualified health practitioner. If you would like to work with Dr. Patricia for her expert health transformation guidance, please email her at info at drpatriciamills.com to book a discovery call. You can also find Dr. Patricia on Instagram at Dr. Patricia Mills and Facebook at Wild Wisdom for Women with Dr. Patricia Mills, MD. For access to all of Dr. Patricia's educational videos and more amazing perks, consider becoming a Patreon member. Links are in the description of this episode. It is important to have an expert in your corner that can help you make the changes you crave, especially when it comes to your health. 